Welcome to Women of Substance today. Um, I'm your host, and today I'm teaching also. So I believe that we're going to just gain so much knowledge from his word today. Listen, have those anointed ears to hear today what the Spirit of God is saying. I want to talk to you about a very special woman in the Bible. Her name is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And no, it's not Christmas time. In fact, I guess we could say it's Christmas in July or August. (laughs) But sometimes I think it's good to read these scriptures when it's not around Christmas time, because we can get uh, in our in our thinking, in our mind, the little Christmas plays where our children have have acted out the parts of Mary or the, the kings or you know we have a little baby there for baby jesus and and um not that it would dilute the word but i think there's a lot of distractions during that time of year and so uh, i think it's good to talk about these things when it's not the holidays so anyway god put this on my heart to talk about right now so i'm gonna uh just read some scriptures and elaborate a little bit on um what I've seen in the word here, and I believe it'll be encouragement to you. So I'm going to start with Matthew, of course, chapter one, and we see the genealogies here. And so interesting who all is named. There's four women that are named and I'll let you find it. (laughs) Find Waldo in chapter one, because, you know, most of these are men that are named, but um, there's some interesting women here. So, and we see in verse 16, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, and who was called the Christ. That's the amplified version. Now, let's look at verse 18, and this will be the King James. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, this is really interesting because uh, they were married very young back then, young teens, and she uh, was a spouse that meant promised or we could say engaged. And they had that engagement for a full year um, and they did not come together physically at all during that time. So um, it's really, you know, something that here she turns up with child. And thank God we know it was the Holy Ghost. But don't you know that it was pretty, uh, I would think, a huge shock for Joseph. And um, verse 19 says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. So um, the thing was, is, you know, he was an upright person, praise the Lord, and um, the stepfather to Jesus, our Lord. And um, so he didn't want to disgrace her or shame her, but he was just going to uh, dismiss her. And and again, these engagements were very seriously taken. They were they were um, really close to marriage. I mean, you know, they didn't uh, flippantly have you know an engagement. Well, I, we broke up last week, and you know, it was it was pretty serious entering into. Uh, this espoused time. So he was going to dismiss her quietly and secretly. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, or 
you know, we could say the descendant of David. Fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So here the Lord sends an angel to reinforce this fact that she is with child by the Holy Spirit and that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So um, praise God that from then on, he knew what was happening here. And uh, that supernatural experience with an angel um, kind of solidified uh, what God was doing and the will of God here for not only him, but for Mary. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken uh, of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Now, Mary and Joseph knew the scriptures. You can um, you can identify when when she did her magnificent, uh, you know, the the uh, beautiful uh uh, scriptures that we read when she spoke of the honor and privilege it was to serve the Lord and have the child, um, that she knew the Old Testament. It's it's just Old Testament scripture at one after another in that. So, you know, they understood that a virgin was going to bring forth a child. And uh, then, you know, thank God it was her. And so Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not. They didn't have any union until she brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. So we see there the beginning of what, what was happening here. Uh, most exciting time in the world. Our Savior is born. Now, let's look over in Luke chapter one. And, you know, the, the interesting part about um, that, uh, the scriptures in Matthew, I just think it's so beautiful that, um, you know, that uh, she was so willing to um, let the, the Lord use her this way. And he, um, of course, it was his will, but she had to agree to it. You know, God doesn't just run over us and make us do things we don't want to do. I mean, he um, he works with us and speaks to us, and yet we have to receive his word. And so I want to encourage you today with that. Receive the word of the Lord. And, and uh, just like we'll read in a minute, Mary said, be it unto me according to your word, Lord. And that's really what we should say every day. Be it unto me according to your word, according to your will, Father, be it unto me. Now, let's look at Luke 1 and start with verse 5. And there in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a priest named Zacharias of the uh, course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they were both now well stricken in years. They were old, old, old people. And uh, Amplified says far advanced in life. Some people believe Elizabeth was in her 80s 
Now, that's quite a surprise to have the Lord wanting to use you in that way when you're in your 80s. But here we are, well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people were praying, praise God, for praying multitudes of people. I'm believing for that right now in our world. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fell upon him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Don't you love that too? When God, you know, when God says, I heard your prayer. In fact, every time we pray, when we pray according to the will of God, the Bible says he heareth us and we know we have the petitions that we desire of him. So here, um, the angel said, don't be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. And so he said, you're going to have a son. You're going to call him John. There's going to be joy and gladness, praise God, and rejoicing at his birth. No matter how old you are, you're going to have a good time at his birth. And um, then he goes on down. I won't read all of this, but praise God. He has wonderful things to say about John's life and what will happen But look at 18, Zechariah said unto the angel, whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. Wouldn't you hate to say that or hear somebody say that about you? Oh, Scott, she's well stricken in years. I think, can you say it a little more gentle? I mean, that's pretty harsh, isn't it? But they were trying to get the point across. And I just thank God, you know, that a young virgin woman uh, Mary, very young, very, very young, would agree to have a baby outside of wedlock right then. She wasn't married at that, the point she conceived. And then Elizabeth, praise God, old, stricken in years, it says twice here, would agree to have a baby. Isn't that something? I mean, babies are um, a reward of God and very, very precious, all of them, not just Jesus and John the Baptist, but one uh, day years ago, you were a baby and you were precious in the eyes of God and people. And so praise God for, for babies and women who are willing to have babies, no matter what their circumstances are. Praise God. And look at verse 19. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of the God, and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show you these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until that day these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words. So um, note that in your head. That's the reason I'm reading about Zacharias and Elizabeth is because it's interesting that he was made to be dumb, where in other words, you can't speak, um, because he didn't believe. And God had a plan here to bring forth this mighty man of God to prepare the way of the Lord, and he couldn't have the authority that Zacharias had in his life speaking doubt and unbelief. He had to have faith surrounding this situation And so um, he said, you're not going to be able to talk and mess this thing up (laughs) until the thing is performed. And then 
you'll be able to to speak again. And we know that later on he was. So I'm going to skip on down verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to be to a man whose name was Joseph and of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Do you know you have favor with God today? Praise the Lord. If you're born again, child of God, the favor of God's upon your life. It wasn't just upon Mary, uh, although this was a spectacular thing that happened here. But God can conceive his word in you and you can bring forth the word of God manifested in your life and the favor of God encompasses you about. So, um, you know, say that about yourself, that you have the favor of God, just like Mary had great favor on her life. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. He, she said, how is this going to happen? Seeing I know not a man. In other words, there was not a man there to impregnate her. How is she going to be of child and not have a man involved? Now, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about this sort of, uh, you know, coming together as man and wife and having a child. Um, but I am I am going to throw this in in here because I think it's so important that when we know the word and the will of God, we don't necessarily have to look to the hand of man. And so many times I think, you know, uh, unfortunately, we do. We think, well, we we have this need in our life, who could get this for us or who could help with this? Or, you know, um, maybe you need a car and you're thinking how, you know, who, what person in my family could give me a car or who could die and leave me an inheritance to get a car? You know, you look toward the hand of man instead of the hand of God. And so, you know, that's the first thing she did. It's, it's interesting what human nature is like. We look at the natural realm to see, all right, how's this going to happen? I have a financial need. Who's going to work here so I can get what I need? But we should be looking toward the hand of God. And um, she said, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered her and said, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. That should always be our answer. How's this going to happen? It's going to be the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And so it says here, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, the, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, they, you know, some people didn't know if she was a cousin or not, but she definitely was a relative. And I think, you know, because of her age and Mary's age, they wondered about being cousins. But regardless of that, the King James says cousin. And we do know that it was a relative. Um, so she was already pregnant six months. And um, she, it says here, she was called barren. So here we go. We see this happened in Elizabeth's life. 
And so um, verse 37, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Underline that in your Bible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Now, I think that's so powerful because she spoke and said, be it unto me according to thy word. Uh, Zacharias was saying, how in the world this is, is this going to happen? And I don't know, you know, because of the circumstances here, I'm old, Elizabeth's old, and he's going on and on. And because the angel said that he had doubt that um, he wasn't allowed to speak, but Mary was speaking. She said, according to thy word, you can do it, Lord. And the angel departed from her. So she, um, it, it, she definitely, through her words, spoke faith and released her faith to let the word of God be conceived in her, the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Who is the word? John first chapter says that the word was with God and the word was God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He was made to be flesh. And um, thank God he walked on the earth to show us who the father is. And he also walked on the earth to show us who we are in Christ. And thank God he did. What a beautiful display of compassion and healing and help and provision that Jesus continually displayed while he was on the earth. Thank God. Now, we'll go on and say, uh, see here that she went to see Elizabeth. And the minute she greeted Elizabeth, John the Baptist leaped in Elizabeth's womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Praise God. What a beautiful, beautiful scripture. The whole chapter is amazing, and I highly recommend you read it um, so that you can glean so many things from it. Um, another, so I want I want to say that, of course, Mary was blessed. Of course, she was favored of God. However, you're blessed and you're favored. And um, we we want today to, to take away from this teaching that, you know, you can uh, apply these principles to your life and to exercise your faith. When you see something in the word, when you hear the word preached and you think, well, I don't know, I don't deserve that or how, you know, I haven't done enough good things to earn that or, you know, what, you know, what what could I ever do to attain to that level of favor that Mary had? The minute you're born again, praise God, you are highly favored of God and man. You are highly blessed of the Lord. And you can say to the Lord, be it unto me according to your will. And I, I thank God for that. What a, what a beautiful example that Mary set for all women, even today in, in 2022. Now, I want to uh, just say some other things here and then we'll close. But, um, you know, uh, I saw a little pattern here as I was reading and studying about Mary. And uh, of course, she was the mother of Jesus. And I'm sure that, you know, she loved him firstborn, you know, and loved him dearly and knew um, how significant his life was going to be for the whole world. And and yet, you know, this uh, first um, uh, happening here, we see in Luke chapter two, 
when he was 12 years old, they went down to the temple and uh, did what they needed to do and then left. Joseph and Mary left. And um, he stayed behind and evidently didn't let them know. They were traveling and found out that he was not with them. Now, he's 12 years old. That's fairly young um, to be missing. So they turn around and they go back. Um, This is in Luke 2 and verse 42, and you can see it there. That's the reference. Again, for time's sake, I won't read all of this, but they were, you know, he was, he was there for three days found and they found him in the temple. He was sitting amongst the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And they heard him and they were astonished at his understanding and answers. Uh, Then his mother, Mary said unto him, son, why hast thou uh, dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Um, very upset about him not being with them. And notice Jesus' response to his mother. And he said unto her, How is it that you sought me? Wist you not that I must be about my father's business? Now, at 12 years old, you know, that's kind of an interesting answer to a mother who's been worried. Um, However, Jesus knew the call of God on his life. He understood what he was here for and what he was to be doing. And he wasn't going to let the natural take over the spiritual. And um, I, I, I just appreciate that this is in the Bible because so many times I think as mothers, we can try kind of to run our children's lives when they're headed in a certain direction that is godly, that is right, and that um, needs to be done. I remember um, when I was at the University of Alabama, um, God spoke to me during the summer break and told me to, to switch schools, to go to a Bible school. And, you know, I had to tell my parents that I was taking a, a huge turn here because I was uh, going to be a junior in college and doing really well. And I had a plan. I was going to take over my father's business, family business, and I was in school studying business. And so then I told them, you know, what I was going to do with Bible school that I felt I was called to ministry. And they said, okay, which, you know, they could have said, well, in fact, one of my family members said, you need to finish school first and then go do all that. But the Lord specifically spoke to me and said, go now, go this year to um, to the Bible school, to Rhema Bible school. So um, it was very specific instructions of the timing of this. And I knew I couldn't wait. I knew it. And, and now I even know why that that was so important, the timing. But anyway, she um, it goes on to say in verse 51 his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Um, she closely and persistently guarded all these things that he was saying to her in her heart. She didn't scold him and go on and on about, you know, you ought to honor your mother and your father. And that's what, you know, and this and that and the other. I'm sure they taught him that. But she knew that there's father's business here. and. um 
So, you know, that was one part of where the scripture shows Mary. Um, this Another part was another interesting place is that um, the first miracle, recorded miracle that we know, and it says the first miracle, in John chapter 2, he um, was invited to this wedding, he and his disciples, and of course Mary was there. And um, so they had run out of wine, and um, the mother of Jesus went to him, Mary, and said, They have no wine. This is verse three. And Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Now you would think, well, that's very curt answer to your mother. First of all, calling her woman. And then what have I had to do with thee? Um, I believe that. Because the response of his mother was, he, she turned and said to the servants, whatsoever he do, saith unto you, do it. Um, he, she didn't try to beg him to do something. She didn't try to direct him any more than she already had asked. Um, she just said, whatever he says to do, do it. Um, but I believe Jesus was standing up a little bit saying once again, I must be about my father's business. Um, In other words, um, I have to be controlled by the spirit of God, not a person, not a person on the earth. Um, I have to please God and not man. And so he was kind of setting this precedent. You know, mothers can be very, I know, because I am one, (laughs) can be very um, dominating over their children. And even as our children grow, sometimes we really need to watch and back off because we can um, interfere. And ask me how I know that. Yeah. So we need to back off and let the Holy Spirit work in our children and let the Spirit of God tell them how to do what to do so that. No, that doesn't mean you can't offer some suggestions every now and then. I'm not saying that. You'd be a part of their life if you want to, but I think it's very important that um, we let allow them to hear from God on their own. So we see that happen. Of course, uh, the water was turned into wine and uh, that miracle was accomplished. Um, so that was the second time we see her involved. And then, of course, the third time um, that we see this is really interesting to me too in the book of mark and chapter three i hope you're getting something out of this today i think that mary is just a fantastic woman and um, the things that she went through and um you know even to be present when her child was crucified her of course he was grown but still her child and um and then on the day of pentecost we know she was there the book of Acts says she was. So, um, but we're going to look at this last one in Mark chapter three, verse 31. There came uh, then his brethren and his mother standing without sent unto him, calling him. Now they were outside calling Jesus. Uh, what, what had happened here is that they were very concerned about him. 
Um, Verse 20 says that there were so many people thronging him, the multitude coming together again and again, trying to get to him. And you can imagine because there's so many people healed, so many people blessed. He's feeding the 5,000. He's doing all these miracles and everybody wants to get near him. And so it says in verse 20, he didn't even have time to eat. And then in verse 21, his friends heard of it and said, they set out to lay hands on him for he, they said he must be beside himself. In other words, he's got to be out of his mind. He has to be deranged, the Amplified says. So um, this was uh, quite a, a very demanding time for Jesus. And um, the, all those demands placed on his life, uh, you know, could really wear out um, a person. And especially, you know, if you're not even you don't even have time to eat. So his mother and his brothers were very concerned about him. And they came to him and said, hey, come out here We're you know, they were calling for him and were sending unto him. Verse 32 said, and the multitude sat about him. And they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren without seek for thee. In other words, they're calling for you. And he answered, now listen to this, and said unto them, Who is my mother or my brethren? Now, again, I don't think he was trying to be disrespectful to his family, to his mother or to his brothers. But he was drawing a line here. And he knew he had three years to accomplish what he needed to do on the earth. That's not long. That's not a long time to have to do all the things that he did. So he knew that he was going to have to continue to do the will of God. And he was very capable, praise God, of doing what he needed to do. He was graced to do it. And um, he said, who are my mother or my brethren? And he looked around about on them, which sat about him and said, behold, my mother and my brethren, For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and mother. Those are the ones. Praise the Lord. So you can say, I'm a sister of Jesus because I'm doing the will of God today. Hallelujah. Um, He was very serious about his ministry and doing his father's business. Praise God even at the expense of standing up to his family at times, and even at the expense of uh, standing up to his mother about um, wanting to really, I mean, she, they just had concern for him. They had the care for, for what his state is and was, but praise the Lord. Um, God is able to take care of what he needs to take care of. And um, I want to encourage you if your mothers today, especially if your children are grown, let the Lord have them every day. Just give them to God, put put them in God's hands and say, I trust you with them, Lord. I don't have to um, interfere or uh, be there to, to enforce what I feel like is right for them. Um, but I know, Lord, as I pray and believe you, you can be with my children. You can be with my grandchildren and you will. And um, thank God there's no distance in the spirit, even if they live far away from you. Praise God. He'll take care of them. He'll help them. He'll comfort them. And you know what else he'll do? He'll send Christian friends for them. 
and he will um, have the labor sent that they need in their lives. And I, I just thank God for that. He just is a very interested, loving Heavenly Father. So trust him with your children and with your grandchildren. Praise God. I hope that you heard some things that maybe helped you today. Um, I love emphasizing the lives of the women in the Bible because they were so significant to the plan of God. And they were so important and they were honored. And, you know, we, we honor Mary. We don't worship her, but we honor her for her faith. And let's be inspired by her life and what she accomplished and how she stayed um, in faith and with the Lord all the way through even his crucifixion. And um, thank God. Hallelujah. We can do the same. We can do whatever we need to do for God and he'll strengthen us and make us able ministers of his New Testament. Well, God bless you today and I'm praying for you and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on Women of Substance. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter. And we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles. And then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We passed our local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.